Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Welcome to the ANN After Show, sponsored by Anime NYC. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Lindsay Leverage, the executive editor of Anime News Network, and this is my buddy and ANN video lead, Jackie Jing. Hey, Jackie. Hi. I know. I'm so excited. Lindsay and I have been working on this show for I don't even know how long, and now it's finally happening, and we're so excited that all of you are here. We're going to be breaking down the top headlines of the week. We're also going to be deep diving into the most popular show of the season, which is pretty obvious attack on titan for yeah, this winter 2021 anime season it's just been absolutely wild so we're going to be deep diving into all that in a little bit but first please if you don't already follow us on social media we got a twitter account we got a youtube page y'all on here already are you subscribed smash that notification button or whatever it's YouTubers so say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then also we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook. So just make sure you follow us on all the social media. So we also, we have a newsletter too. Um, you can follow the newsletter at www.animenewsnetwork.com slash newsletter. And that'll get you all of our uh, headlines and thoughts, opinions, all the good stuff we've got all in one spot. So make sure you sign up for that. If you'd like a digested version of the website we publish a lot of content so that's a, a good way to figure out you know what's what's the most important thing to uh to be paying attention to in the anime world mm -hmm. and i also want to for this episode and all future episodes featuring attack on titan we've got our buddy pal and reviewer james beckett he's Yay. been reviewing the show for us on anime news network so if anyone's an expert it's this guy I'm here. Hey, um, uh, guys, I, I kind of need to be honest up front, though. Um, when you yeah. invited me to come chat about the most popular anime of the season, I yeah. definitely thought we were talking about X-Arm. So um, I'm not I'm all my notes are for X-Arm. And I, I this is kind of embarrassing. Shut up, but James. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even with us. Um, <laughs> If you guys aren't watching X-Arm, I mean, that's also okay, but I at least recommend reading uh, Nicholas Dupree's reviews of that show because they're hilarious. He's, uh, they're he's brilliant. doing a whole, a whole transformative bit for that show. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. I wish I had screen caps to show people who don't know what we're talking about, but really just, just Google it. It's um, one of a kind, I think. <laughs> it is. It really is. Best way to do it. Yeah. Um, James, though, your reviews are absolutely stellar, and like you've kind oh, of become our you. resident Attack on Titan expert. Um, I have so many questions for you. Like literally watching just the last episode, I was like, okay, I had my little notepad out, and I was taking a bunch of yeah. notes. I cannot wait to get to all those questions. But we actually have some like crazy headlines that dropped this week too. So Lindsay's yeah, gonna so start her newscaster voice. <laughs> I'll do it's my dark. best, and I didn't wear my tie today, but I, I do want to say this is going to be a regular part of the show, so if you come to the AN and After Show every week, we're going to talk about the best headlines every single week, and the idea is to spur conversation and get people talking about uh, some of the interesting things that happened. So the first one that I want to talk about has been uh, long in the making, and it is a Ghibli theme park, and I really... Oh my gosh. So, I mean, once um, traveling happens again, this would be like high on my priority list. So the Ghibli theme park 
has been um, in the works in Aichi Prefecture for a while. And it's supposed to have recreations of all the like magical areas from the Ghibli films, including a 16 meter tall Howl's Castle, which I don't mm. know if it moves. I mean, I don't know if it moves, but I mean, like looked on the inside from the movie, like that would just be amazing. So they're going to have, they're going to have that. They're going to have a recreation of the village from Princess Mononoke. They're going to have a recreation of um, Satsuki and May's house from My Neighbor Totoro, which is also super cute. And it's scheduled to open in 2022, uh, the fall of 2022. <laughs> is that your Totoro? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's supposed to oh, no. open fall 2022. 20, and they're expecting like over a million people to draw over a million people into the area, which I think would be great for tourism because most people are, you know, you're familiar with Tokyo or uh, Yokohama or Kyoto area, but most people are like, Aichi Prefecture, where's that? What's an Aichi Prefecture? And now you can say, uh, the Ghibli theme park's an Aichi Prefecture and I need yeah. to go ASAP. So my first thought on that is that I wanted to ask you guys if you could visit any particular area from a Ghibli film as a theme park, like what would you want it to be? Oh man, gosh. You know, it's so funny you mentioned that because my buddy and I, uh, ever since um, HBO Max had like their Studio Ghibli collection come out, we've actually been yeah. doing a run through of the entire Ghibli filmography. And so all oh, of these yeah. are like actually super fresh in my mind. You know, I got to say, this might be a boring answer, but I've really fallen in love with uh, Kiki's delivery service. Yeah. And I think just that vaguely like realistic version of the world, but with witch friends, I'm about yeah. that. I would like that. And then I'm not going to get eaten by like a demon area at the real theme park too. So that'll... That, that one's get... super cute. I, yeah. for the, me, the top of the list was Princess Mononoke in Hell's Moving Castle. Like I just, I'm, the world of Princess Mononoke is just absolutely like breathtaking and wonderful. But then I say that and I'm like Spirited Away's world would be yeah, really like cool. the bathhouse and Spirited Away. People. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, honestly, That'd be my number two, I think, the bathhouse. I love, I love yeah. just getting to meet all of those wild creatures would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. If they could so make those with animatronics us, or something, that'll be yeah. We'll have to just we'll have to talk to Chris. He's gonna have to send the three of us over there. We're gonna yeah. yeah when it opens, you know, we need to do live coverage. You know, on yeah. the yeah. ground. A hundred percent. I I need I, to I, interview I, Totoro. I need to get a man on the street interview with the real <laughs> Totoro himself. That's my live stream now. That is officially oh it. Oh my god, that'd be great. I'm here for it. Street. But yeah, we'll he would just like yawn your... really loudly. His mouth would like do the whole like giant opening thing. That would be really funny. I'm getting okay. like emotional just thinking about that because Totoro is <laughs> the movie that I've discovered just makes me want to cry with joy. Just even Aww. remembering yeah, it's so, it, it's just it's so, so cute. Touching. And so do we know how and... much it's going to cost? Because like I honestly would pay, I would pay anything to fly over there and see this. Like. There, there's the Super Nint or the Nintendo World that's coming out. Yeah, soon. That's, that's supposed to be Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah that's high on but my list too because we're gonna this, get a version of that here. Yeah, this I'm, I'm, oh, I mean, like I didn't ever get one here. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm this though. I'm like, I don't really care how much it would cost. Like, I'd have to get out and see this. Yeah. Like, it would just have to be yeah. on the bucket list for life. Like, I for real. I yeah, they don't have ticket prices available yet, so I don't know how much it's supposed to cost. Yeah. But I mean, I'm paying it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Okay. <laughs> so the next story I have to share um, might be familiar to anyone who feels like they've been spurned by a lover 
or, oh, no. you know, otherwise fleeced by a scam. So uh, lyricist <laughs> Neko Oikawa, she wrote the lyrics for the iconic song, um, Cruel Angel's Thesis, which is the opening for Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you haven't watched Ava, I mean, that's okay, but um, this well, song- I'm, I'm, It's the best anime, so <laughs> yeah, you know, you're missing out. Go watch it if you have it. It's definitely- It's like, on Netflix. Top, it's, it's on so Netflix and it's top tier, so you know, make some space for it. But the theme song in particular has had a huge staying power in Japan. Like even a lot, I mean, the series gets tons of merchandising, but apparently like this theme song, it's like the equivalent to Margaritaville's for karaoke over there. Like people sing it all the time I'm to the sure. point where um, Nago Oikawa and the song singer uh, Yoko Takahashi, God, I hope I got that right. Yoko Takahashi, um, they still get tons of royalties coming in from that, um, just even from the karaoke machines, right? So. Neko Oikawa, she's she's made some some decent some decent money uh, just from writing the lyrics to that, and you know she decided to do some traveling as maybe a lot of people do when you've when you've got the cash to go, and she decided to go to Turkey, and while okay. she was there, she met an enchanting gentleman who worked in a uh, like a carpet store, and she refers to him as Ian in this story. We don't know his real name, but he used oh, to be wow. her husband. They've gotten divorced, and the reason why is he totally fleeced her out of, like, a ton of money. So he was 20 years younger than she was. She met him when she was, like, 40, so he would have been, like, 20. And um, she met him while she was touring uh, Turkey, and then she liked Turkey so much, she went back, and he was still there, and he professed his love for her. And, you know, it was this mm -hmm. handsome <laughs> younger guy, and she was totally taken with him. And then, uh, well... You know, he wanted some nice cars and he wanted a nice house and then he wanted nice houses for his family. And then he had all these uh, high end expenditures and he was stepping out on her. And she said that by the time like their relationship ended, she was 70 million yen in debt, which is equivalent to about over 650,000 American dollars. Oh gosh. And oh. she only had like 304 bucks in her bank account. So, um, I kind of she she described the relationship as like gambling almost like people warned her they're like you know like, <laughs> yeah I, like, I guess that's a way to look at what it, it I what guess, like yeah. you know that right and she was like yeah well I mean at least I'm just gambling money and uh, no, anyway she was horrific I mean yeah. I think there was one part where it said. Um, that he was buying houses and cars for his girlfriends and she yes. was just like okay with it and this like breaks my heart i'm just yeah, like she yeah. was like using her as like a uh kind of like just as a credit card you know yeah, yeah when terrible. i saw the headline i because i was just reading that uh recently translated uh, i think interview with hideaki Anno when he was talking yeah. about all the all the rigmarole he went through trying to get the rights of ava back from gynax because of their yeah. ridiculously <laughs> sketchy like business whole, practices yes that's like God. a whole nother thing like and, and so i thought this had something to do with that that gynax just like you know forgot involved. to pay royalties for 20 years yeah. but this is even like a weirder and sadder story just yeah. this guy coming into her life and although i do gotta say that the part from the article that i thought was the most um just like low-key baller was when at the very end it talked about how she hasn't even seen the show and oh, yeah. she doesn't <laughs> really know much about it she's like yeah i wrote yeah, that thing in two hours i don't know like a short clip to write the lyrics to i wrote it in like an hour and i've yeah. never with it since i was like one of the all-time all right. great anime opening songs. She just knocked it off in a couple hours and hasn't really thought yeah. about it much Over since. Outside of the or money. something. She's like, this sounds good. 
Not even yeah. like it's one of the greatest songs, period. Like easily one of the greatest anime songs. It was one of the greatest songs, period. I'm like a low-key little embarrassed to admit this, but when I was in college, I had a friend who we obviously they obviously watched anime too. And yeah. I would call them after, you know, a couple drinks at the bar and I would just scream, Zangu, <laughs> we would sing it. And I'm like, to this day, I mean, like it's been like decades, you know. Yeah. Before we're all old folk over here yeah, and I'll but... still call them and I'll just start to sing it. And I'm just like, that song is just so epic. And it's so it funny is. that in that article, she's just like, yeah, it was a job. It was cool. Like, uh, you know, like it, Lindsay said, it took me a couple hours to do. I'm just like, dude, this song is like a huge part of my life. And being yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when I was in high school, so I had a joy to people and it didn't even, yeah. When I was yeah. in high school, I had a folder on my on my uh, on my iPod that was like eight or nine different just remixes or reorchestrations of of, of Cruel Angels. These just had like the heavy metal one with like the two minute long like metal guitar solo, and I would just play it on a loop. Yeah, yeah. I remember because when I was in high school, I had one of those um, MP3 players, but it would only hold like eight songs at a yeah. time. Like it was really like low <laughs> low space, and so. I always had that one on there. I always had Simple and Clean by Hikaru yep. Utada from Kingdom Hearts. The song is so good. Hikaru Utada is really awesome too. But video yes. game and anime music. Yeah, I'm I was here. so bummed when I saw that the new um Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Utada theme song also got delayed when the movie got delayed because I was like oh. refreshing the YouTube like, thing I for the single. I was like, oh, I need this. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's definitely our saddest like news story in a while though and i think i was kind of like james where i thought it would just be like some weird complicated fiscal story and then it was just this like like awful romance and i i, I honestly messaged Lindsay, and i'm like we need to do a deep dive into the history of this song yeah, she didn't respond yeah. so also curses to all the like crappy partners out there that steal people's money or you know emotionally no. manipulate for money that's shitty don't do that Nice. Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but I'm going to go ahead and say that most 20 year old men, you should approach with like just a little bit of skepticism, uh, especially, if especially if they're yeah, yeah, well, yeah. especially if they're professing like their undying lifelong love for you, because um, no 20 year old guy anywhere like knows, knows anything yeah. about what he's doing for the rest of his life. And so that's just kidding. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I want to read James's like reviews on love <laughs> i'm just like give james a relationship column gabriella said loving the reviews james just wanted yeah. to oh thank you hey gabby so, uh, yeah. Yeah, gabby then, showing some love i think uh my, my immediate today. review on love would be it's pretty cool uh keep it going yeah <laughs> there you go we're all dead solid we're like okay mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aww. Works pretty solid. Yeah. Right. Our last our last news item for for this episode is Black Clover is ending, which is just like amazing to me because this is a show that was supposed to end years ago. Because when they first when they first greenlit the Black Clover, it was supposed to run for I think fifty one episodes, so which is you know a full year. Yeah. And then they were like, That's good. Why would we? quit this is doing amazing everyone yeah. loves asta and they want him to be the wizard king why are we we're not going to stop this now so they just kept going for another like 50 plus episodes we've heard but this now story before yeah so, so <laughs> yeah. what is it at now 
It's, I would have to look up the exact number, but it's I over thought it was like 160. I actually thought it was more 160. I thought it was more like 120. So okay, that's not bad, I, especially since honest, most. I thought it was much higher than that. Like I was, mm -hmm. oh dang! Like I, I don't know. I just was. You know what? Let's check Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll knows no. the answer to this question <laughs> because they stream Black Clover, and you can that's watch true. it legally there. They didn't yeah. pay me to say this. I just, you know, try to endorse legal viewing <laughs> when, when po possible. Not like said, most shows these days, even show, you know, even like really popular shows, one sixty-two Jackie is right. I was okay. Close. Yeah, it's one sixty-two. It's um, almost there. Yeah. You know, we were talking about Black Clover though, and like I, you, I think you both said that you've watched like a handful of episodes, like not a ton. And one. I, I think one. I got. Like, <laughs> okay, so there you go. Yeah. I, Whenever I we did preview that. guide on it, that was the one I watched. Probably, yeah. 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 So, okay. So I mean, I would hardly say I'm an expert at all. Cause I think I've seen like maybe 30 or 40, but, mm -hmm. um, the one thing I really loved about this anime was that it had really cool characters. Like I loved all like the different crews that they had, but I was telling you all before the show, it was just like very similar to the formula of Naruto and bleach. And it just, it just didn't bring anything like new to the table for me. So while I was like, oh, I love these characters and the world is really fun. It was just like, I just felt like it was, I've already seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. I do think that it's really fun. And it's it's one of those one, we all got those anime that go in the back burner, right? Like yeah. I know all of us do. Um, yeah. So it's fun for me because, <laughs> you know, uh, Lindsay knows like I love like Shonen and Seinen. I'm basically like a Gotta teenage give boy. the action to Jackie, otherwise she <laughs> yeah. loses interest. So it's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's up? But um, this one is definitely on my watch list. And when I heard it was ending, I was like pretty shocked because it's yeah. it's got a huge following. So um, I don't know. I'm sad to see it go. And I know that like a lot of our fans were like, hey, we want like some articles about this ending. So we're working on it, folks. We're yeah. It. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I've noticed that a lot of the Shonen Jump manga are, are like they're, they're kind of moving away from the like the, the Bleach and Naruto model. I mean, I know Boruto's yeah. still around, but- They're doing like, you know, short, like uh, shorter- seasons. Yeah, like Demon so Slayer ended. Like seeing how long it can go. Yeah. Yeah, Promise Demon Neverland ended. Back, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like, I, I'm going to be shocked if they don't do like a, a next generation or something just because that, yeah. that series is making more money than than anything right now. It's, it's Which it's one absurd. are you talking about? Black Clover? Demon or? Slayer. Oh, Demon, uh, Slayer. Demon Slayer. Oh, Demon Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. More Demon Slayer. It's just a matter sure. of time. You know, also, but is the Black Clover manga ending? Well, I was thinking you, uh, the manga did end for Demon Slayer, okay. but UFO Table is the the anime company, the anime yeah. production company for that. And I don't know if they've got all their taxes sorted out yet. I think they do, that, <laughs> that might help. Why is it such an issue all the time? It's not all, oh, because I told you about Log Horizon. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I it's not an issue all the time. It was just two case, similar cases. Log Horizon creator didn't pay his taxes and UFO table might've been hiding some of their money to avoid taxes. They got caught. So, I mean, I'm sure they've probably caught up now, but who knows, you know, considering how long a production schedule is like it can start yeah. years before we see anything. If that got, you know, in the works somewhere in the middle, it might've caused a large gap. I just want the movie now. So if they could like bring the movie over here, like soon, yeah. I would like to watch that. Also, but with Black Clover, they're expecting um, they're going to make a big announcement related to it. So okay. it'll probably either be Ooh. it'll probably be a movie. If I were to guess, yes. I have no insider knowledge about this. I'm just guessing that I it'll probably be a movie because I mean most of the Shonen Jump properties get 
you know, big spectacle movies, One Piece, Naruto, yeah. Demon Slayer. So yeah, I'm expecting yeah. a movie. Um, like bottom possibility would be like some kind of game, but I would hope they wouldn't hype up like a PlayStation. I was kind of thinking that, like, because they've been doing all, like all of those like Warriors spinoffs. They, you know, they did yeah. the One Piece Pirate mm -hmm. Warriors, and mm -hmm. I could see them doing like a, you know, a Black Clover Warriors or yeah, it's Black Clover all Builders. The properties yeah. like lean into that really easily it's really easy to like apply those to it so or what was that um, big jump game that came out the yeah. fighting game was it the one where it had like characters from all the franchises together yeah and the art style looked kind of kind of janky a little bit if i remember right i don't remember what it was called it might have been called jump stars which is funny because it sounds like a basketball oh. game but... it makes you think of space jam <laughs> yeah space jam oh my goodness maybe yeah um, maybe jump stars 2 would be like a big black clover like yeah focus story I'm or something I love those fighting games. I can't get enough of them. Like uh, Xenoverse, just seeing like Zarbon on there, I'm just like, this is dope. Like I just get excited <laughs> to see like my favorite character. So I would yeah. be, there may be a video games incoming. I had to read these comments though. We Since we were talking about taxes, we had someone put attack on taxes and then someone put <laughs> grand tax order. That's on. Gabby and she's hilarious. Yeah, she, she's written like, for us before, it. reviews and stuff before, so... She's okay. Attack on taxes, the final audit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was good. Oh no, the final audit. I love it. Oh, and Mars oh. is right. It's it's jump force, not jump stars. Jump, okay, that's a, I think it was a JoJo game that had stars in it, and I just or, meshed them. I think in PlayStation Battle Right PlayStation All Stars might have been a thing. I don't know. There's that so many fight, fighting games. There's, there's a lot. There's so there's many. A lot. Yeah, there's so many. Um, Levi has committed tax fraud. Okay, Gabrielle is going <laughs> off. Right Wait, giving Gabby attention? It'll only get worse. Oh I mean, god. We gotta be honest. Levi does not pay taxes. Let's let's just be upfront there. He's okay he's never even that. seen a 504. No, like, he, is, he, he does, does not ever he wants. He he grew he up off the grid. The guy does not even have a social security number. He was born underground. So what, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't really have like a robust infrastructure down there for, yeah, for tax not. revenue. Oh my God, Levi's backstory. It's making me sad. I had the, I have, um, the color manga for that, his backstory. You really? Oh. Yeah, hardback. I got it as a review copy and then I just kept it. So I don't blame you. I would love to see that. You have to like send me photos via your phone. Now, is it with like, it with, like the nice manga glossy show. pages or is it the more. Uh, it's got glossy the, pages. Oh, and the glossy pages. Okay, yeah. that's done fancy. And done. done and done. <laughs> um, so, talking about Attack on Titan, yeah. I think it's time to dive into Brave Volunteers, the most recent episode. What a whammy! Yes. It's been a whammy every single week. Mm -hmm. But um, before we get started, I have to um, lay out some rules. Rule number one is we will only talk about spoilers from the episodes. We do not do manga spoilers here. If you do manga spoilers in the chat, I'll have them kick you out. Okay? So don't, don't do, do it. it. Be nice. Listen to the rules. I have the authority here. Okay. And I mentioned on Twitter a little while ago that Google search for potential future content. Keep it unlocked down. Yeah, I keep, gotta keep on lockdown. If we do it all right now, we won't have any content for another show. So mm. if you want right. to keep seeing our gorgeous faces every week, we have to, you know, keep this regimented. And all right. So we with that said, rule. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna put all the heat on James 
by asking him some questions of what's happened up to this point, because we're starting this late. We're on like episode nine of this season. Yes. So, yes. You yeah. know, that some things right. have happened no. up to there. So we want to get everybody up to speed so we can just uh, go with that. Um, okay. James, I will make you like summarize the entire world of Attack on Titan because that's ridiculous. But I am, oh I am going to maybe have you define some key terms because we're going to be talking about Eldians. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Marley. We're going to be talking about Aaron and Reiner. And we're going to be talking about Gabby. Um, we're going to be talking about Gabby. Zeke and the Beast yes. Titan and all the Lord. other weird Titans. And all, to be honest, I'm confused about some of it. Jackie might be a little so confused, confused too. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I get confused. I know, James. Do you know how many times I have had to rewatch these episodes? Like, I'll watch it and then I'll be like, hold on, wait, did I did, did I process that right? Like, it's almost yeah. embarrassing. Like, and I'm like, I know I'm a smart person, but like, if I have to go rewatch an episode a couple times or rewatch scenes like three times, I this last episode, and by the way, we we disclose that we're talking about spoilers here. I hope everybody yeah. kind of got that. But, um, when it was talking about like Zeke's secret plan, I literally went back, I think, five times today. I was like, wait, what what's the plan again? Well, no, yeah, it, it's you're gonna have to break it all down for us. But well, well and it's sometimes it's hard because they yeah. do this thing where they'll have like and, and to be honest, I kind of like it because sometimes I find the anime tend to over-explain, but Attack on Titan will basically just have things happen and you just have to like keep up with it and there'll be yeah. so there'll be times where i'm like wait did have we mentioned this before like in season two like eight years ago yeah or is this just something that they're just running with between each season so it's like mm-hmm. paying attention eight years ago but i gotta make room for other stuff up here so you know sometimes i clean out the brain and attack on titan episode 45 is not in there anymore yeah. so no so <laughs> all right so to start with have- you summarize yeah like, to start with happening in the final season right so we know that there's a war going on between eldians and marlians yes. and that there yes. are eldians in marley but yes. also where Aaron came from paradise island was distinctly just an eldian nation right yes yeah it's okay. uh yeah like um uh, it was a, good, a, a, i was following i was like yeah. okay and also okay. marley marley has been basically like throwing Eldians onto the island, they'll turn them into Titans as like a judicial punishment and then leave them there. And that's where all those random Titans eating people were coming from, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we learned that. All right. So basically, you know, the people who were living on Paradise, they didn't know about Marley at all. They lived a secluded life. They didn't know anything about the outside world. And that was intentional. It was like keeping them ignorant to protect them from the truth. But also sometimes you get eaten by giant people and that's really, you know, concerning. So anyway, we, at this point, uh, Aaron and his group and everyone in like the scout regiment is now aware of Marley. And mm-hmm. um, they finally some, got to that basement. <laughs> yeah, they finally got to the basement. Okay. Also, Zeke is like Aaron's brother, half brother from his dad's previous relationship. I got that yeah. much. Okay. But what I are Eldians? I still, I need still, to in my head, what I want Eldians to... are to me. And I need to understand yeah. the royal family part of it because oh my that God, part's so confusing complex. to me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, I was, I was, uh, and to point out how confusing it can be for me, I still in my head like confused whether Zeke is is Aaron's uncle or his brother because I of, thought like, he was the, his uncle for a long time. I did too. Like, no, he's his half brother. Yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. had to point it out in the comments. They're like, you called him his uncle, but he's his brother. And I was like, oh, I, okay, yeah, I guess I kind of remember that. But okay, so the uh, the way the um, the way the Eldian backstory 
is has been laid out uh, basically depends on whether you are believing the propaganda being spouted by Marley, which is very heavily um, invested in its anti-Eldian um, kind of its systemic uh, oppression and uh, racism against the Eldians, or right. whether you believe the kind of sort of uh, laid out real history that the Eldians themselves have been uh, kind of drip feeding throughout the story, but it all uh, they all agree that like 100, 200 years ago, some amount of time ago, there were the Eldians that basically ruled the earth. They could transform into Titans. They had this magic power to um, assume the form of these giant beasts. And they used this power to, depending on who you believe, uh, rule the world with an, a tyrannical iron fist or um, keep the peace and uh, usher in an, a, a new era of prosperity and uh, um you know, uh, longevity and happiness for everyone. And the Marleans will have you believe that they eventually rose up to defeat the Eldians uh, because of their great hero, Helos, who was like the super awesome, amazing, strong guy who um, I mean, defeated the- existed though, right? Like he might- not Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the Titans began infighting, Helos took advantage of that and the- Marleans say that the royal family, um, led by King Fritz, who has, is the one that was um, inheriting the, uh, the power of the founding titan and all that. And Historia is um, related to him, right? Yes. Yes. Historia okay. is a direct descendant of him. Fritz. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, the Marleans will say that Fritz and the surviving um, Eldians fled to Paradise Island and holed up there. And that's where they've been like hiding out. And scheming and, they and planning to build walls like, with titans inside them. Yes. Yep. As a defensive measure. Thousands and thousands and thousands of titans. Now mm -hmm. the the Albians will tell you that the royal family um, agreed to basically um, give Marley the keys to the kingdom um, because there were uh, there was an Eldian family called the Tibers who um, joined forces with the Marleans and kicked the royal family and the Eldians out. And the royal family said, "All right, well, we're going to go to this island, and this is where we're going to live in peace, and we're not going to we're not going to mess with you. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to build these walls and and live in in peace and isolation." And an important thing that has uh, been brought up with more frequency is that the king used his um, titan power influence to to make a vow of non-aggression of uh, okay. armistice. And so, because of that vow, um, the, the people within that royal lineage are, are, are like unable to to make acts of war against the Marleans. Like literally they're oh, like bound okay. to, to not be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where they've been for all these uh, centuries, um, just living it up on parodies. And um, the reason- the founding that Titan? Is, that, is the founding Titan the Titan that the royal family has like Yes. Passing down amongst each other. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, uh, oh my it, gosh, uh, all the Titans, like breaking down all of the different we'll, Titans. Yeah, we'll get oh, that. Yes. We'll get to there too. Yeah. 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 But um, but long story short, or long story still long, um, <laughs> Aaron Yeager's father, Grisha Yeager, um, mm -hmm. was exiled to Paradise with his wife Dinah, okay. uh, Zeke Yeager's mother, yeah. uh, and Dinah. This is important, uh, and therefore Zeke was also uh, had royal blood. She had uh, was a descendant of royal blood and had a um, 
had the the power of the the royal blood in her. Mm -hmm. When Grisha came to Paradis and uh, started his new life and started a new family uh, and had Aaron and was living his life as a doctor, um, he was also scheming to basically uh, disrupt this system of um, imprisonment that the Marleans had been taking advantage of by turning people into Titans and sending, uh, sending them to Paradis. And he... Uh, basically interrupted the ceremony wherein the power of the founding Titan was being passed down from one of the Royal family members to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be perfectly on. It was Historia's. This is where I get confused because there's so many Royal family members and a lot of them are dead, but it was being yeah. passed down and it was mm-hmm. um, supposed to be passed down to Historia's sister. Um, but and Grisha, he her, right? Didn't he eat yeah, her? he ate her. Yeah. He ate yeah. Her. <laughs> so Grisha ate her, uh, transformed into uh, to a Titan, ate her. And then he passed that power on to Aaron. And so now Aaron has the power of the founding Titan, even though he doesn't have royal blood and he's not supposed to have it. And if he had royal blood, he would be able to really use the power of the founding Titan to control uh, all the Titans Titans. and specifically the ones in the walls that he could basically have bust out and uh, raise the earth as his uh, unstoppable Titan army. Yeah. Which was we think that he probably wants to do that by the end of this episode. It seems like yes, yes, that is that that is Zeke's plan. I think he wants to convince Historia to do it though, because she could, yeah. Well, so they have a meeting. So they do. So, so my understanding of it is the whole reason that this war in Marley even really happened was because um, a they wanted to get the power of the Warhammer Titan which is the Titan that the Tiber family controlled that is super powerful and can like materialize stuff and-, and Right, you know, yeah. She uh, was Joe. By the way, yes. is she Aaron's sister? Okay, yeah, that's a question Jackie has. Like, who is the Tiber the lady controlling, who was controlling that? Okay, we don't know. I swear to now, God, she said something like my brother or something to- So Aaron. yeah, no, she's, she's Willie's brother. As far really? as I know, she doesn't even have a name, oh, but- okay. uh, yeah, you know what I mean? They, I, so I was like, what the hell? Okay, so maybe I just kind of made up a story in my head there. Never mind. No, no. Well, no, because it was confusing because there's a scene in that episode where Willie talks to another woman who looks kind of similar and says, Fine, yeah. it's up to you. And I'm like, oh, it, that's Fine. It's like, no, that's a completely different person. Okay. <laughs> so no, it's okay. just confusing. But yeah. the, the plan, as I understand it, is they wanted to go to Marley to A, destroy the harbor uh, right. that has all of the battleships so they can't launch an immediate counterattack. That's what Armin mm-hmm. did when he transformed into the Colossal Titan, which he mm-hmm. inherited from, Bert- from Bertolt. Yeah. B, they wanted to get the power of the He's Warhammer purple. Titan. I know. <laughs> I Poor love boy. him. I know. Anyway, he was yeah, doing his best. But uh, they wanted it's the like power the of the Warhammer Titan. Sorry. Which Aaron got when he ate whatever Willie's sister's name was, he ate her. And so now he has the power of the Warhammer Titan, which is presumably bad news for anyone that fights him. And C3, they needed to get Zeke because Zeke at some point or another defected from his pro-Marlean roots. um, And he is now working with the Eldians on Paradise Island to take down Marley. And he has royal blood. Yeah. Um, And so my understanding- hates him. Yes. Hates him. But um, he's one of my favorite scenes from the latest episode where he they were in that carriage and he just looks at Levi's like, Can you stop glaring at me? Levi's like, No. No. 
No. Hey, oh my but god. In, but in this episode, they established that when when Aaron made physical contact with the Titan form of Grisha's first wife, Zeke's mother, mm-hmm. who has yeah. Wara blood, he was mm-hmm. able to tap into the power of the founding Titan. And so mm-hmm. my understanding was that now that Zeke is there and he has royal blood, and now that Aaron has the power of the attack Titan mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the Warhammer Titan, they're going to... And the founding Titan. And the founding Titan, right? The, and the founding Titan, yes. Yeah. 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 And so now maybe, maybe they're going to like hold hands. I don't really know what the and process like, of it's going to be. Hold hands, like, yeah. kumbaya, and then all the Titans will break out of the walls, right? Yes, but now they're going to, <laughs> I think... Titan, the Beast Titan yeah, holding just hands. holding hands and, like, skipping through the field. But now <laughs> they are going to wake up all the Titans in the walls and, you know, stomp everything into dust. I, I think. Wow. that That's my... Um, and be, like you said... Aaron's, Aaron's current goal is to decimate Marley, right? Yeah, and it seems yeah, like he he's is, motivated um, way more by revenge than necessarily justice. Because I mean, we've seen, we saw in the latest episode that you know the Mar- Marleyans that they took captive, like um, Niccolo, the cook, who like was yeah. so sad when Sasha died. You know, they they grew. There was some level of camaraderie that started to to kind of pan out. Mostly seemed to be because Hongi. Is that how you say their name? I've always said Hongi. Hanji, 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 yeah, because yeah, Hanji seems to get super enthusiastic about like any kind of technological advancement. So you got Marlins yeah. like showing them how uh, trains work and other like locomotives and stuff, which and they the didn't have that kind of technology. Attacked in the sky, and I was like, yeah. so cute, Aww. so cute. The war, I so know cute. exactly. My um, so that seemed to like uh, endear them to one another, and they yeah kind of started to win them over. Um, but they've also talked about that uh, Paradise Island isn't Marley's only enemy either. And they kind of, they introduced an, um, two, well, they gave us the backstories of two new characters in this one. It was, uh, James, what are their names? Uh, Yelena the and Onyako Pong. Yelena, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's the black guy who's, a, he starts with an O. You said, yeah, O. Onyakopon is, I think, how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was like the first introduction of like other nations than those two that we know, and that Marley is also like fucking around. Well, we we met a bunch of the other nations. (laughs) Well, I yeah, for Paradise, that would be their the their kind of first realization of Mm -hmm. the other nations that are out there, because we saw um, when Willie was giving his big speech about the true nature of the Eldians and why they're a threat that needs to be destroyed immediately because of the, the power that, they, that they've been amassing with the, the different uh, Titans that they've been gaining control of. Um, yeah. we, we got like, uh, we, we saw that there are all of these other nations that Marley's also been at war at this entire time. That's one of the yeah. reasons why they haven't done more to, uh, you know, tamp down the, Parad- the rebellion yeah. on Paradise is because they have a, a war on like eight fronts. different fronts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like so complex and amazing. Like when you're yeah. following it, you're like, whoa, like all these layers to it is just like amazing. And where yeah. I've come to at this point is like Marley is bad. Like, yeah, unequip- yeah. Like Aaron's methods are bad, but Marley yeah. is also bad. Like, I think they're... what has been so amazing about this final season is that everything has been so gray. You know, yeah. like it's just like before this final season started. 
I had very little sympathy um, for the Marlians, like slash Titans. You know, we were trying to figure out what they were, but then mm. you got to know Reiner and Annie and Birdholz. And Birdholz, I don't know if he had as much of an emotional impact on y'all as he did on me, but like I was just like, here's this sweet boy who is like being forced to be a war machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and, and, but then he was killing the kids and the village and everything that I loved, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was just, you know, that conflict, it started to grow in the earlier seasons, but this one, you know, just completely seeing the side of the Marlians. And it was actually kind of interesting. I made my poor friend watch just the final season. So she knew nothing about <laughs> oh, wow. the backstory. She knew nothing about the backstory with Aaron and all that. And then she was like, oh, they're so sweet. And I love the Marlians and they seem really great. And then Aaron comes in and is just killing everybody. And she's like, these are the people that you like. You know what I mean? And I was like, I don't yeah. know how to explain this to you because like, I'm very emotionally attached to them. But like, that's what's been so great about this final season is that I'm finding myself getting attached to the enemy. You know what I mean? And I'm finding myself becoming detached to the heroes. And then, I mean, I don't even want to open up this can of worms, but the whole, you know, Sasha dying and getting shot by Gabby, like I was just literally like, in a just a complete mind frame. I feel like that was so mean. That was so mean. I mean, I'm, I know it's from the manga, but like that was yeah. so emotionally manipulative to do to us. Cause I mean, we've loved Sasha this whole time. We saw right. her like country backstory and how, how she was raised and you know, why she is the way she is. And she was kind of the, a bit of a comic relief character that you really enjoyed yourself for. And then you're separated from that group and you find out about Gabby and she's very like enthusiastic because she wants to prove her self-worth because she's been told that she's a lesser being. And she thinks this is the only way to prove that she's of value to anyone. And yeah. then well, it's, it's, it's and how then the she Eldian... kills Sasha and you're like, how are you supposed to feel about that? Gabby's a kid yeah. and had all these horrible, you know, had this upbringing, her own upbringing to make her that way. So she of course feels justified in what she did. Um, on all accounts. And then you have Sasha who loves potatoes and, and food, and which meat. I feel <laughs> on a deep level. So, <laughs> I mean, I know people give Gabby a hard time, but I sympathize with her. She is, she is a child and she does, she does not yet really know what she has done. So well, no, I think what I makes this season you, so yeah. great is how it really has dug into um just the the cycles that keep repeating because of this war because right. what we learned uh what we learned a little while ago um when Reiner was going through his huge crisis of conscience is mm -hmm. that you know what what the events we saw unfold in season 1 when the the wall fell and when Aaron and Mikasa and Armin saw the you know colossal titan and the armor titan just destroy everything they ever loved and and that yeah. is that is what led Aaron to this place where he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to destroy everything. I'm going to kill all yeah. of them. That, yeah. you know, we've kind of thought about that and they've, they've talked about it a little bit, how Reiner and Annie and Berthold were behind enemy lines and they were out of options and they were kind of improvising. But this yeah. season really emphasizes that Marley literally just took a, a handful of kids and tossed them on this island and said, all right, your job is to get the founding Titan back, figure it out. And yeah. things went, you know, things went tails up like immediately. Um, one of their members died like almost right away when Emir ate him. Uh, and that's how yeah. Emir got her, her consciousness back and her Titan power. And yeah. the, uh, we learned that the whole reason that the attack on um, 
I think it was Wal Maria was the one that fell first. I was confused the walls, but um, yeah. yeah. The whole reason that attack happened was because Berthold knew that if they went back empty-handed, he would never, you know, he would never be considered anything other than a than an Eldian and a failure, and he would probably be killed. And so it's yeah. the scared kid who had no plan and no really understanding of of what he was doing outside of you know the propaganda and the and the mission that had been drilled into him, and mm-hmm. that is what led Aaron, and that's what led to everything happening in the yeah, show and that's, now yeah, that's why Aaron's the, mom got got that scene when they were just sitting across from each other and Aaron's yeah. just sitting there mm-hmm. looking at Reiner and they're talking back and forth and it's just that oh. was so intense because Aaron's just like it's incredible to kill my mother and you know there's no oh, answer for God. that right and he's just like why'd you have to do that and you know I'm sure and that's Ra- what makes Reiner this, has been this, gripping this with episode. his own consciousness this whole time right and that's what makes this episode this week I think so you know, because there's a lot of humor in it, more humor than we've gotten all season. But what makes it so yeah. heartbreaking is that, um, you know, like you were saying, Aaron's quest for vengeance, it doesn't even seem really that, like, passionate anymore. It's like he's just a cog in a machine. And he's, he's just like decided. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I, I like my mission is to destroy all of them. And that's what I'm going to do. He even admitted and in that's that what conversation he said from with the Reiner, very first season, though. This is sort of like a dark take of that declaration he made in the mess hall. Like in the first season, yeah. he was like, I'm going to, no, I'm going to kill all the Titans. You know, they killed my mom. I'm going to kill them all. And at that point, you think there are these weird, like humanoid aberrations that are just like eating people. And then yeah. you get to mm-hmm. this final season. He's like, no, I'm still going to kill them all. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're they're humans and they're children and they're civilians and he's just like so far gone. I actually wanted to bring this up. Um, Pachi put like, I love Rainer so much this season. And I, that was one of the talking points I wanted to talk about because I feel like Rainer's kind of like Gabby, um, like in the community right now where every, like a lot of people hate him. And for me, it's been really surprising because I've actually felt a lot of sympathy for him. Um, Because one of my favorite episodes this season was the one when they're kids and the one guy sacrifices himself and then like Reiner runs away, right? And yeah, he was um, kind of he was kind of a coward or yeah. I mean, was a typical and child. It's like but... Every time we've seen Reiner before this final season, he's just been so put together. He's telling the, the other two what to do. He's like, you know, even amongst the crew of like parody kids, like they still think he's like one of the badass warrior guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's always been like the flawless one. And yeah. so this season we saw he was scared. He was vulnerable. He made a mis- a big mistake, got his friend killed. Like, you're just like, Oh my, I just felt like they gave him, it was great rating, like so much yeah. complexity yeah. to his character. Um, so like on one hand, like I've really felt a lot of sympathy for him. Then we get to the big battle and the mofo is just sitting the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wake up. <laughs> yeah. I, mean? like, I was like, I, I get what, where you're at because you could, after you've seen all he's gone through and like all the complexity, but at the same time, I was just like, bruh, this is not the time. That like <laughs> I get it. But it was just like I, I don't know what's gonna happen with his character, but I need him to come out huge after like letting down like his whole team like that, you know? And I get it. He was so emotionally shut down. And like Lindsay said, like I that confrontation with Aaron, like that just gave me like chills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even you saying it again, I got like chills again, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I just would love to hear what y'all have thought about Reiner's story. Cause like for me, 
it's been one of the journeys I've really enjoyed watching. Like he's one of the characters that I've been like really, really interested like in his path. So I, I just want to see what y'all thought about. It. And somebody else in the chat said like, I love Reiner so much this season. He's my favorite. So I was like, I want to see what y'all think too. For me, like Reiner, like I think he is a pretty good example of like shell shock, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like this is yeah. a guy who has probably complex post-traumatic stress disorder and he needs like therapy and a quiet life in the countryside and he's got a lot of demons he's gonna have to work yeah. out i mean i think what a lot of the moral conflict of attack on titan is trying to sort of figure out what choices can you live with and how the characters, whether the characters can come to terms with the choices that they have to live with. That's what that's what Armin is struggling with right now after turning into Colossal Titan. Yeah. He knows he killed a whole bunch of civilians. He's always been the like purest hearted, I think, of the main crew, you know, like oh, yeah, for sure. the, really the conscience of the group. Yeah, the conscience of the yeah, conscience of the group and um, sort of the tactician. So he would be the type of person who doesn't like plans that has a that have a whole bunch of um, civilian casualties. He would want to avoid that. But Aaron put them in a position where they couldn't intentionally. He manipulated his friends to to go through with the destruction of the port and kill all of these people. He put them in a you know in a position where they had no other option. Um, because the other option is leave him there and, and let the Marleans uh, get the founding Titan, which they can't do. So, um, yeah, when it comes to like the choices you have to live with, I think Reiner has made choices that in the moment you can understand and justify. But when looking at the big picture, it starts to get a little dicier. You know, yeah. I understand why you did that then. But then you look at all of everything that's happened since and now. And it's like if you had just if you had just turned back. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't know what the right decision that, right? is, right? Because you, you want, Mar you want the Eldians right. to have justice, the Eldians yeah. in Marley to have justice. Yeah. They're, they're being treated like second class citizens. They're absolutely treated like dirt. And so you understand why he would want a better life for himself. But then and his mom, it came, it came at the sacrifice of all of these people. And it's the same yeah. thing for Aaron yeah. now. He's making sacrifice, sacrifices for his own sense of justice. And he doesn't care who gets in the way. They can die. He doesn't care. So that's single-mindedness. You know, you understand why people do that. But um, in the end, is it morally justifiable? You have to kind of think about that. No, absolutely. I think, yeah, I, I think exactly what you were saying. What makes Reiner's whole story this season so powerful, and it ties into what, what, you, what you were saying earlier, Jackie, about how, like, everyone is hating on Gabby this season. Um, because mm -hmm. she, you know, she she killed Sasha, the the fan favorite, like the most beloved yeah. character probably of the cast. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, I I didn't really hate Gabby even for a second because just like either, what we yeah. saw with Reiner's story, th these are all victims. Like Reiner was yeah. just as much of a victim of, of of racism and propaganda and being born into a system where his two options were to either live as a as a as a subhuman uh, in his society or to, to try to, to fight and, and earn his place, you know? Um, and yeah. we see that that it, it's one of those things where all of the people that are, 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 are saying like they hate Reiner, they hate Gabby. Um, I think what Reiner's story and what Gabby's story have really shown us this season is that they're really not any different from Aaron. Like what Aaron yeah. is doing right, right. now is, is, basically what 
Gabby and what Reiner have been trying to do their whole lives. Now, obviously, the big difference is that they are working in service of this of this empire that is, you know, actively oppressing not only the Eldians but pretty much every nation that they conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you believe what a lot of the histories being told to us are saying. That's also what the Eldian nation did when they had the power and when they had the, you know, when they had the the, the place at the top of society. And so there, there's a it, sense of like being born with a guilt of your ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, that's how intergenerational trauma. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Cycle. Never ending cycle. Um, we're, I can't believe it. You guys we're already at an hour. So I'm like, <laughs> oh my I know we're starting to run out of time. So I, I guess. I know. So before we we wrap up, I think we could try and quickly think like, you know, what are we going to be looking for in the next episode? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So predictions for next episode, you know, I I hope that maybe we get a little more, a little more um, idea of like what's, what's brewing with the beast Titan for sure. And then my second request is just more Levi. That's all. (laughs) For me, that would make me happy. He's a oh, Levi fan. Oh my god, I have his to voice, you guys. Guys, I know his voice. Look, I have this figure. Lindsay's gonna be. <gasps> oh my goodness, okay. that is awesome. Is that, the, is that the OEM gear, like the the yep. the wires? Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I don't mean to like promote them, but like honestly, like it is one of my favorite anime pieces. You know, in general, yeah. period. That, oh, that is cool. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like it's just so interactive, like you know, like I love it. But um, yes, Lindsay, you might need to buy that because you're more of a Levi fan than me. I know they released a they released a couple figures of him like a couple years back where he's sitting in a chair, like he's just like (laughs) drinking tea. He's sitting in a chair. He's got his leg crossed like this, and it's like a red like throne like chair, and he's just like like yes, let me sit in your lap. Let me sit in your lap. Lindsay, I love it. Lindsay, you gotta go on TikTok. There are so many people like <laughs> Levi. Like I've like never seen so many TikToks, like just Levi and Kakashi. Like everyone's thirsting yeah. for them. I'm Team Kakashi though. Sorry, Levi fans out there. But um, I digress. Um, what do I want to see coming up? Um I'm not gonna lie, the whole beast time thing has like me really really confused uh first like i was pissed when he just fell down and died i like literally like messaged Lindsay and i was like the beast time's gonna go like that this is some bs and then he's sitting on the blimp and i'm like what in the is happening and now i'm like you know he's um dropped this secret plan with the founding titan and all the stuff so it's like definitely I like the Beast Titan. I just find him to be extremely complex again, like a really complicated character that I want to see. Like, what's the backstory? What's going on up in here? You know what I mean? So I definitely want to see more of that. Um, And I just have loved seeing the crew, like Mikasa and Connie and Jean and Armin and Levi. And just like, Levi doesn't look older, but you know, just all of them just kind of like maturing. Like, it's just like, I want to see more of them like as adults, you know? Armin got Um, rid of that horrible haircut and it's doing them a lot of favors. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But, and then Mikasa, like she's just always been one of my favorites. And so she's already done a lot that I've liked. Like, I like how she called Aaron out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's the only one who could, Um, but I want to, those are the things that I want to see more of, just more of the old crew. um, And then what the hell is going on with the Beast Titan? Because that's just like a huge question mark to me. Yeah. 
Um, also, all about the violence and awesome battles. So get more of those in there. I'll be happy. Yeah. Though this has really been like the the giant Titan battle was like three episodes, and I was yeah. just like, yeah. I'm here for this. This is just three episodes of pure action, and I'm here for it. So we'll it's probably get to see some Titan like Aaron Titan combo powers at some point, right? Where he's like, I cannot. Oh, wait. James, I meant to ask you, what happened to the <laughs> Titan? Where did the Jaw Titan go? Is he alive? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's with um, the Jaw? Yeah, he's still alive. I think he and I think he and uh, what's her name, Pick, the cart Mar Titan. I think they're both still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they're still alive. And they're still with Marley. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, really so disappointed they're, they're, if like I went through the Warrior program and I got stuck with Cart Titan because that looks nasty and I wouldn't want. It is. It is just some. Yeah, it's so adorable. And you're like, you got that one. Face gets all go. like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then her eyeballs hanging out in the battle, and she's Ooh, like, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, this is like okay. I stuff is always the gnarliest. Yeah. I know, I love it. Okay, James, what James, do you want you to any, see? Any predictions for next episode? Well, so the the one of the most intriguing things about uh Brave Volunteers was you know how Armin is giving this like basically like a confession, right? Like he's going yeah. over how guilty he feels and how he doesn't know if he can like keep following Aaron down this path. Um, he tried to tell Aaron, like, hey, if we do this, we are going to be the devils that they call, like, that they say we are. Right. Like, if we, if we yeah. go through with your plan, we're going to be the monsters they've always said we are. And you find out at the end of the episode that he's talking to Annie, who's been frozen in Crystal since season one. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I forgot about that. And they, brought, and they brought her up earlier in the season. And I was like, oh, are they, are they laying the groundwork to finally bring Annie back? Because, yeah. you know, she's just been like, she's, she's been gone. Yeah. And so I, and again, I, I have not read the manga. I have not, like, I, I've been avoiding spoilers as much as I can. The one thing that did get spoiled was, was when Sasha died. I knew that was coming because um, I was trying to look up how to spell her last name. And then the top search was Sa Sasha, Sasha death scene. And I was like, great. Thank you, Google. But um, I, I don't know what's coming next. But I, I, I don't want to see a group between Aaron and Armin and Mikasa and everyone. But I, I feel like that could lead to some really interesting stories just to kind of see, like like, like you were saying, Lindsay, where the, the heroes that we've been following for all these years, like where are they going to draw the line? And where are they, like, they going to say enough is enough? And if they're going to bring Annie back into that or if that's going to somehow lead into something, I think that would be cool because I love Annie. She's yeah. great. I love yeah, it would be weird if they had to, like, do a career yeah. on Aaron or something because he won't stop, like, yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I, or, yeah, what if I, I feel like the conversation between oh, Armin God. and Mikasa and Aaron was very portentous when both of them are like, we can't, like, we're not just going to kill all of them, right? That would be pretty evil. And Aaron just keeps, Aaron just Aaron's doesn't like, say anything. He's like, we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> no. Man, yeah. Aaron is so far gone, so far gone in this final season. Yeah, I'll I have to see Which, if there's redemption waiting for him or if he's just, yeah. I hope so. I'd like yeah. to. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Dude, this was a great chat. Yeah, I so great job. Yeah. I had so much fun. Yeah. And we had like roughly 30 people here. So like big thank you to all the people who like stuck around and chatted. Like chat's been lit. So you guys are great. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just want to geek out about this stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be here again. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, Big I want to give a big shout out to Anime NYC because without them, like this would not happen. You guys are amazing. 
So thank you to Animate NYC. I want to remind everybody again also to subscribe to our newsletter. You can find it at www.animenewsnetwork.com slash newsletter. And also buy our merchandise. I helped design it and I'm proud of it. You can get it at kimonomerch.com. And I want to thank you again, Jackie and James. I'll see you guys next week. And uh, leave comments after you watch it. What do you want us to talk about? Um, if there are cool news stories that you see throughout the week, you can leave it a comment. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about that next week. So, yeah. See you yeah, later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.